0: and welcome to Shots with Catherine, Conversations with Creatives, where I chat with creatives of all different mediums about how they do it. Today, I'd like to welcome Kate Pryor. She is an award-winning actor and filmmaker whose short film, Deployed, is currently slaying its festival run. She has incredible passion and dedication and travels all over the country for her work. We met at the Los Angeles 48-hour film festival last year, where she produced and starred in the short film, Fly. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hello, oh my goodness, it is so wonderful to be here. It's so good to see you again and hear your voice. And yeah, it's just so awesome that we met at that LA 48 and got to talking. And I also have a surprise for you. Um, I know that you had commented on some of my dresses for Mm -hmm. the uh, runway. So I was like, I thought this was going to be recorded, like visually, but you can see. So I'm just like, okay.
0: I have on one of my boxes. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I love the I just the sit the around fringe. in my
1: gowns here at my house <laughs> in the Midwest.
0: <laughs> well, got to be fabulous, oh, yes. right? I
1: That's love right.
0: it. Oh my gosh, it's sparkly and green and that fringe is amazing. It has feather fringe. <laughs> oh, really? Oh my gosh, I love it. That is fantastic. <laughs>
1: Yes, I went with the whole look good, feel good today.
0: Well, rocking it. Oh my gosh, that is definitely a (laughs) premiere worthy dress. (laughs) So you've been all over the place, LA, Tennessee, Omaha. Can you tell us a bit about your journey so far and what inspired you to become a filmmaker? Oh, goodness.
1: So the journey has been so interesting. It starts kind of one of those typical actor filmmaker stories where I grew up performing and I was in dance. I danced collegially for four years, you know, did school plays, did that kind of thing. And then my parents, they, again, I just feel like this is such a typical artist story, but it was, you know, that's great that you are able to do all this stuff and we support you in whatever you want to do. but you need to find like a real job, you know, the real, get the real job out of college and business, business, business. And so I did that. And I worked for a company out of New York and I was based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I worked with country music artists. It was a really awesome, like first big girl job out of college and did that. And fast forward, some things happened the company did a big layoff and I ended up back in the small town that I grew up in working for my younger sister, very humbling experience that I had with that. And then I met my husband who, well, I'd already met my husband. We grew up together, but we fell in love (laughs) and we got married. And so I partnered out of a business that I did with my family there. And then my husband is in the military. And so our first station was here in Omaha, Nebraska, so I just knew that that time, I just felt like my spirituality is really important to me. I'm a Christian, and I just felt God leading me and telling me, this is your time. This is what I created you to do. All of these things that you have done before and all the experiences that you've had are going to help you and propel you in this new you know, part of your life that is something that I really created you for. I'm going to open doors for you that you could have never imagined, and I need you to run through them. So that's just what I've been doing. And as soon as I got here in the Midwest, I literally just started Googling acting coaches here because I didn't know that there was going to be a film community here. I mean, when I first found out that we were moving to, it said Bellevue, Nebraska, I cried profusely because I just thought that I was going to be living in the middle of a cornfield somewhere, you know? I mean, it's like, oh, Nebraska, really? And, um, once I started Googling, it was just ignorance, really. I didn't know much about Nebraska. And once I started Googling the area, it's like a million plus people in, in, in the city and the areas surrounding. So it's like a real city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is like such an incredible film community here. But, you know, serendipitous, like just amazing that my coach had also moved from LA to the area, like almost the same time I did. And she had been in Hollywood for over a decade, and she had an acting studio there. She's been a SAG actor and produced stuff as well. And so she just, I, I really, you know, she saw that this is what I was going to do. You know, there was no looking back. There was no backup plan. And so we locked arms and have just been like, I, we ran together. Um, and she has helped me and been so paramount in, in my training and experiences and really kind of, I guess I would have to say, and her name is Nicole Callahan, but I would have to say that she really inspired me to be a filmmaker as well, because, you know, just like in, in any job world where you have to have experience to get the job, but how do you get the experience to get the mm-hmm. job kind of thing? And so, you know, in, in the actor world now, you pretty much have to produce your own stuff and start making your your own film. So that's, that's what I've been doing. And she said, you know, go do it. Like, just sit down, write, go do it. And so Deployed was the first one that I did. My husband's in the military. Like I said, it's a, you know, it's a short film comedy about the experience of spouses when their spouse is deployed and just kind of how everything just seems to kind of fall apart like as soon as they leave. and all the craziness that kind of happens as that journey unfolds. So, I went through that, and what's what's so interesting is I actually wrote, deployed, co-wrote it with a brilliant writer here, Christine Burright, and it was actually written before I went through my first deployment where my husband was gone. I went through a deployment and a pandemic, so he was gone for seven and a half months in 2020, wow. and so that was kind of uncharted territory for any military spouse. You know, lots of spouses have been through deployments, but also during a pandemic was... <laughs> Kind of this whole new level of isolation and loneliness because of what was going on across the world and uh, deployed really filmmaking in general during that time. I feel like really carried me through and helped save me through what could have been just really dark and lonely isolation, but it gave me focus and it gave me that purpose during that time to be working on that.
0: So what was it like making that your your first film primarily acted before what was it like trying to put together and produce your first project and I'm assuming was that during the pandemic?
1: It was. It was all during 2020. We shot in October and November of 2020 and you know, like I said, I think everything leading up to this for me in, in the business world and in marketing and in, in promotions and in party planning and all these things that I had experienced before really helped me on that production level side of things. And I, I just have learned that having a good team and you know, film is such a collaborative effort. And so being able to get other people on board and excited about a project that you're doing is the key. And I was able to just get an incredible team surrounding me. And we, you know, our cinematographer and co-director, David M. Wise, and then the the co-writer, Christine Burright. I mean, and they're also great producers as well, Um, and David edits. So it was just like having the three of us kind of at the helm, it was, just couldn't have been a better team. And we tried to do everything as safely as we could, obviously, masking on set and all that we could. Um, but we really, I mean, at the end of the day, we just got lucky. You know, no one got sick. And so that that was good. But also during production, you know, we um, had shot about half of the film. And then right in the middle of production, I uh, suddenly lost my mom, who I'm very close with. So it was not COVID. But it was extremely difficult, extremely unexpected and that was really really tough luckily my husband had just gotten back at that point the very end of October and so he was here thank God and uh, we made the trip back to Tennessee we drove and you know just all of these things that you don't ever when things are sudden like that and things weren't planned or you know nothing it's it can be kind of a nightmare <laughs> really mm-hmm. and um I, you know, spoke, you know, I'm like trying to like write this speech about my mom for her funeral, you know, all of that's just like really tough, like life stuff. Right. So did that and then had to turn around, drive back. You know, it's like a total of like 36 hours, like they're wow. back and, and had to come back like pretty much right after the funeral was over. And then we were shooting at my house the next day. Wow. So it was just such a whirlwind but I knew that my mom being you know my first and biggest fan I knew that she would never have wanted me to stop production or halt production on her behalf and so I you know did everything that I could to to pull it together and I again had the incredible support of my team and the cast and I would not have been able to to do it without their help and support and encouragement and so that's Deployed becomes special in a whole different way, not only because I actually experience what it's about, but also, you know, losing your parent that you're very close with during the middle of it and then having an actual product, actually finishing it, you know, being able to finish it and say, we have this product and the fact that people like it, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's like been the most, like so exciting that it's, that it's done well in the festival circuit and we've gotten some awards and and people seem to like it so that's just been again it'll just always hold a special place in my heart for all those different reasons and you know it's not groundbreaking cinema there's nothing groundbreaking cinema like cinematic about it or storytelling about it it's just a feel-good film that at the end of the day is about overcoming adversity and uh you know needing a a support group and to to get through things and just
0: life together wow that's Sounds completely overwhelming just in the middle of production (laughs) and then to suffer a loss like that and then just have to go right back into shooting. How, how did you keep it together after that? Like staying focused on the film?
1: You know, it just, I don't know. My mom was a guardian angel, you know, I feel like now and kept sending me little winks from heaven and, you know, just again, the support of my team and my husband so supportive and, I feel like where I am, my passion aligns with my calling. And when those things collide, it just really, anything is possible. Like there's nothing to stop it. Like no matter how bad something gets or or how hard things get, when it is aligned, when your passion and calling are aligned, nothing's going to stop it.
0: You mentioned that you got in touch with the film community in Nebraska and of course, what so many people don't realize when they're first getting into it is that so much of filmmaking, it's not just collaboration and storytelling, but it's also networking. How did you start going about making all these connections when you just moved, didn't know anybody? Yeah. So
1: I, I think, just again, with my background in business and network and marketing that I had, I used a lot of those skills and just knowing how to reach out and communicate with people and asking questions and you know generally genuinely interested in getting to know people you know I think that's really the first step is you know hey like I'm I'm interested in you not just what you can do for me or how how can I get connected you know it's just more about loving on people and and having a genuine interest and care for for other people and creatives and people that you know that that you have a common interest with, but, you know, finding out more about what, what else you have in common? And so I, I reached out to people. We have a Nebraska film association here. And so I joined that and went to the meetings and that was super helpful in just really getting connected. And, you know, Nebraska, the Midwest here is so much like the South as far as just hospitality and everyone's so friendly and just, they have, really just been very welcoming to me and with open arms and i also at one of the meetings one of the first meetings i went to they were talking about the omaha 48 hour film festival and so that was my first experience with one of those and i just said you know i'm i'm available you know i'm available to act and they ended up calling me late that Friday night after they drew, they <laughs> needed me. And so that's how I met a lot of the creatives that I work with now was just from that. So it's all about just jumping in, finding out what's available in your film community and your local community and and going all in with it, you know, just making yourself available. And and again, trying to get to know the other creatives in your area and connect with them on a genuine level.
0: So You've done a couple of 48-hour film festivals for anybody out there who's not familiar with those or what it's like. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like working on a 48-hour film? Woo!
1: It is a 48 whirlwind. (laughs) It is a lot of no sleeping and a lot of what seems to be chaos, (laughs) Uh, but it's also really beautiful and fun all at the same time because you know something about it. It's just such a, a vacuum. You know, it's a vacuum of creatives. For people who don't know, you have to you draw these elements on like a Friday night. And you have to draw your line of dialogue, your genre, a character, and a prop, and you have to write, cast, shoot, edit, compose everything in 48 hours so you have like Friday at 7 to Sunday at 7. I think it's so neat and, it, and it's such a great way to connect and network with other creatives because you are in, in this like vacuum and everyone is just contributing what they're good at and then you have this product in 48 hours which to me is always a little miracle <laughs> because if, you know anyone that's ever made a film And, you know, all the time and work and things that go into it, it always just kind of blows my my mind that that these films get made in 48
0: hours. Oh, yeah. It's crazy and definitely lacking sleep. (laughs) I mean, I've worked (laughs) on so many films where they never make it through post-production. So it's kind of amazing to have just this little chunk of time and you have to finish the whole thing.
1: I know, I know. And you all did... Yours was called Close Friends. Is that right? Old Friends. Or, old Friends. Old Friends. That's right. I remember. And it had like the Reaper. The oh, Reaper yeah. Character. <laughs> the Grim Reaper in the old yes. lady. Yes. It was so funny.
0: Thank I you. I it. That was a lot of fun. That was the first time I led a team. I'd worked on a few in other years in various places as a cinematographer or in other positions. And just being a part of it, like you said, it's kind of magical. You have all these creative people together, and everybody's just really excited and working really hard to get the whole thing done in 48 hours. And I thought, yeah, let me make my own this year. I had a friend come in from Chicago, who was a screenwriter and producer, and then to a lot of really good actors in L.A., and so I just hit up two of them. I was like, all right, we're going to be doing this film. You'll get more details that weekend, but I went into it kind of thinking, okay, of the actors I know, who do I think would be interesting together?
1: Yes, it was perfect. It was so great. It was so funny. There were so many laugh out loud moments. I I specifically remember that film and really, really enjoying it, so...
0: Uh, you if you like do it goodness. again, I will be more than happy to to come and Absolutely. act with one of yours. <laughs> yes, come and star in my next one. Yeah, so like right after you finish your, you've gone through this whole weekend, no sleep, overdoing it on caffeine, and you're thinking, oh my god, I'm never going to do this again. And then a few months pass, and you're thinking, yeah, I kind of want to do it again.
1: Yeah, I think you. I call it like convenient amnesia. You kind of have this amnesia. I can imagine it's probably similar to when women have babies you know it's like they kind of forget oh how bad like it hurt how uncomfortable it was and then they have another one and that's kind of how I feel like 48 hour film festivals are
0: that's a good comparison and i mean yeah because you kind of are you're just creating this whole thing from scratch and it kind of is your baby and you just kind of have to deal with there's no time to panic or think of a plan b you just have to go for it it's the like the ultimate trial by fire Absolutely. It is for sure,
1: but a lot of fun.
0: So you said you started out as an actor, you you got to Nebraska, you reached out to this acting coach. Were you originally imagining just wanting to act or did you always want to produce and direct as well? Yeah. So
1: I had originally just thought that I would be acting. And so it's it's really been such a amazing journey with being able to produce and direct and write. And um, I have produced four short films now and um, and a feature. Wow. That's crazy that I was a associate producer on uh, the feature film that I starred in called Valentine Crush. It is a psycho thriller ro- roller derby film. Oh. So it's about a salty lead roller derby jammer who meets her biggest fan. It's a wild ride. And it was really so fun, so crazy to shoot. I have skated since I was younger, but hadn't like really kept up with it. And so I started training in skates about two months before we shot. We also shot that in 2020, in September. And then, so for about two months leading up, I did a mile or two in my skates every day, and just tried to really get in shape for that because it was a very strenuous shoot. Once we started shooting, I was running through cornfields, I was skating, doing roller derby bouts, and uh, all of my own stunt work. And it was wow, it was a wild ride, but it was it was a lot of fun. That's in, been in the film festival circuit right now
0: as well. So, what was it like? Wearing both hats, being both a producer and an actor. Oh, goodness. In all
1: of it, it really spreads you thin. Because at some point, and and I think I try, each time I'm trying to to get better about this, of like, when do I take the producer hat off? For the 48, I think that we really tried to, we really did a really good job. My co-producer, executive producer, Rosalind Real, Uh, she was also my co-star. We, it was just the two of us. We acted opposite in in fly for the 48. And that day, you know, we kind of had to say, okay, like we have to take those hats off now and we have to let the team that we've gotten to come together. We have to let them handle the production stuff because we have to focus on what we're doing on screen. So it's just really all about your team and you know all the preparation you know don't fix mm-hmm. it in post fix it in prep exactly <laughs> so it's all it's all about the prep and i feel like i've been really fortunate for the people that i've worked with have been such good collaborators that we've we've gotten so many things ironed out in pre-production to where production has typically gone pretty smooth i think that's key is jiving well with your team and and getting everything that you can ironed out in pre-production.
0: Oh, definitely. I know some editors who, if they hear anybody say, we'll fix it in post, they just look like they're ready to strangle someone. Yeah, fix it in prep. Hashtag fix it in prep. I love mm-hmm. having time to plan. That was probably one of the most stressful things about the 48 is you have such little time to plan. And I'm one of those people, if I'm shooting something, I like to spend a lot of time sitting and making a shot list, going over it, imagining how every detail is going to look. And Yeah.
1: And in a 48, so, it kind of seems like those shot lists just go out the window every time, even oh, yeah. if you make
0: them. <laughs> but I, I mean, I say, you know, it kind of always happens. You know, you always end up on set and then, there's always something unexpected happens or you, for whatever reason, you can't get the shot you want. But at least having all that prep time, I feel like it better equips you to be able to deal with things on the fly. Because I've definitely worked on films where the shot list is going out the window because either we got a new idea that we hadn't thought of before and it was even better, or Mm. we have various limitations. But then I think just going over all of that information, having time to let it, sink in to be really immersed in the world of the film will equip you for success even if you end up having to throw all those carefully laid plans out the window absolutely absolutely They're, they
1: still are great guidelines and they help the process go smoother for sure never don't do your pre-work <laughs>
0: <laughs> filmmaking is definitely such a collaborative medium you've got the rest of the team a lot of different creative people I mean as the director, writer, you're telling the story, but then there's also the DP and production designer building the visuals. How do you approach collaborating with the other creatives on your team? You know, I think it's, it's just communication.
1: You know, you're, you're, you want to hear everyone's ideas. You know, that's why you bring certain people on board. That's why you want to work with other people because you admire their work and you, um, like their energy and their personality and what they bring to the table, so I think it's just really about being open to what other people bring to the table and letting those people present their ideas and do their job. And you know, there if there's something where you know you might see something differently or um, had something in mind different, I just think communicating what you see. And a lot of times when that's happened. With other creatives that I've worked with, if my vision was a little bit different than what they're setting up for or, or thinking, we just kind of sit down and talk about it, and then once I'm able to get what I had really visualized out that might be different, then they're like, "Oh yeah, I really like that. I see that." you know and then it's just more of that collaborative, compromise collaboration, and, and everyone's able to, to make the whole thing better overall just by contributing and and getting their ideas out and and making it all come to life because that's again you know it's such a it's not just one person that makes anything in film goodness <laughs> so just just communication and and being open to to others ideas and again just allowing people to do what they do too you know like what they you brought them to the team for a reason so they need to be able to do what, what it is that they do.
0: Oh yeah. It takes a village. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For sure. So what was it like going from being an actor to being a director? Was it intuitive having been an actor or was it different than you expected? You know, I think
1: that as actors, you know, in our training we're constantly, and now everything is self-tape. You are your own producer, your own director you know, your own editor. We have to edit all of our self-tapes on submissions. And the work that I do for preparing a character, preparing a scene, preparing for class, you know, going through the dirty dozens and a culmination of techniques, I think that all of that translates to behind the camera and to the production side as well, as far as what, what are we trying to get? Like, what's the objective? What are we capturing? And so I I think that it definitely being an actor and a trained actor gives you an edge behind the camera as well.
0: What kind of characters do you like to play and how does that compare to the kinds of stories that you like to tell as a producer, writer, director I usually
1: like to to play characters that are nothing like me in real life, which is interesting. Some actors are opposite, some are the same, you know. Overall, I just really like to create and be a part of visually beautiful films that really validate the struggle of real life and they just provide a relatable experience. It's like everything I do whether if I'm acting and on this you know side of the camera versus behind the camera, everything that I do, and I'm a part of I, I I want it to make you feel something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and whether that's you know good, bad, you know I, I I want you to feel feel something and be able to relate to it in some way.
0: on that note, as a director and producer, how do you go about building the visual world of the film? Do you usually go into things? with a clear idea of how you want it to look or you brainstorm with the DP? What's that process like for you? So I really
1: like to sit down with the DP and be able to talk about what I want as far as how the aesthetics are going to look. Like, do I want it to be very cinematic versus, you know, do I want something that has a little bit, broader of a view that's not so dramatic and dialed in you know just it also depends on you know what you're shooting if you're shooting comedy if you're shooting drama if you're shooting horror action thriller and so I really want to get just that whole like what do I see what kind of shots where do I want the camera what do they see the last film that I shot which is just got entered into the film festival. Um, it's called Under the Willow Tree. So it's going to be another short. It's about domestic violence and kind of like what that struggle looks like when you don't deal with that trauma and how it continues to fester. So anyway, w- before we shot that, the DP and I, we had probably like a three-hour meeting where we went through every single bit of the script and we marked shots like, he would go stand somewhere and say, okay, so we like, if this person's here and like put me there, you know, and be like, this would, we just visualize the whole thing. Unfortunately, abuse and domestic violence are things that people are experiencing every day. And uh, the writer who wrote the story, Jeremy Lavash, is a local director and writer here in, in Omaha. And so I can't speak to why he wrote the story the way he did, but I know that once I read it, I wanted to tell it because, you know, I'm passionate about telling these struggles of of real people in everyday life.
0: And then what's your process like when you're writing? Do ideas tend to just come to you? Do you sit and think of them? Uh, Do you do anything fun while you write? I know some people who listen to music or go for walks and take notes. You know, for
1: Deployed, it was, I, I had this idea. I knew what I wanted to do and I met with my co-writer who's a brilliant screenwriter and we sat down and we would meet at coffee shops and we would both bring our notebooks and laptops and we would just kind of map out how we saw these scenes and then she would write some dialogue and then I would come back to my place and I would type out dialogue and we'd send it to each other and we're like, yes. Or she'd be like, "Well, let's do a little tweak here. And so that was just like such a fun collaborative process. She saw my vision in a way that was just really kind of mind blowing. And when she would go and put words on page uh, and after what we had talked about, then you know I was blown away. I was like, that's exactly, yes, like that. And then I would write some and, she, and she'd be like, oh, that's a really great scene to add. Taking the time to sit down and actually do it and commit to it. And when I'm not feeling inspired, I mean, there's a lot of things that inspire me. My husband really inspires me. So he's a, he's, you know, an airman and a military physician and just, he really inspires me. And then art really inspires me. Like I got this piece of art that was done by an artist in Sioux Falls. It took her five years to do. It has like seashells in it and so many different layers, but it's like, I will sit in front of this and try to untangle it. And then music too, you know, music inspires me as well. My Bible inspires me, my stories from that. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I will go to those resources um, to kind of get recharged if I need it when it comes to, to writing again, because all of it is just trying to create a, the human, and show the human experience. So the more you actually experience human interactions with others and and art and music and all of those wonderful things. um, I feel like you're able to, to share, and tell stories better.
0: On one of the websites of yours I saw this great quote you said acting and filmmaking are my full-time career there is no backup plan this is what I was created to do I'm here for the marathon not just the sprint and I love that getting into a creative <laughs> field can be such a challenge lots of competition hurdles to overcome and it takes so much passion and drive to be successful and can be difficult to get to that mindset that confidence that belief in yourself what help to inform and create that mindset for you? And what advice would you give to people who are maybe trying to find that, who are feeling discouraged in their journeys?
1: You know, I just think that, again, like everything that I've been through, you know, good and bad, it, has, it inspires me and it and it keeps me going because I know, I know I've experienced that much more and I'm, intimately more familiar with the human condition. And, you know, I, again, I feel like for me, my faith is a big driver. And I really believe that this is what I was created to do. And it's been validated and affirmed and reaffirmed. And so that has definitely continued to drive me. I also think, I guess one of my biggest pieces of advice because this business is such a marathon and not a sprint. I mean, sure, there are days and weeks where it feels like a sprint. And and I'm here for the sprint too. But I'm definitely here for the marathon. And so you have to find something or things that supplement or keep you keep you busy during the you know ebbs versus the flows of the business. Um, and I have a nutrition and fitness business. I have uh, three nationally accredited fitness certifications. Wow. And so it's good to be able to have other outlets and streams of income because this is, again, a marathon, but you want something That is also going to be flexible enough for you to be able to keep this a priority and a major priority, because if it's not, it's going to be really difficult to to do. So you definitely want to make sure that whatever you have, you know, is the other thing is flexible. And I think that we live in such an amazing time for that. I mean, the e-commerce world and things, Ways that you can make money from social media and from network marketing businesses. You know, there's so many people that hate on network marketing businesses, but it's real money, and you can make it from the comfort of your home. And so, people who really want to take this business as an actor and filmmaker seriously, they also need to to look into taking, you know, a different kind of path with with what can sustain them during those ebbs and flows of the filmmaker and creative business they need to take those different and thinking outside of the box when it comes to opportunities for that instead of just oh i'm going to be a restaurant server well if you are a restaurant server and you know your shift starts at 6 p.m and you get an audition that comes in at 6 p.m and it's due by 11 a.m the next morning like that's going to be really hard to do. And those kinds of auditions are coming through. I mean, that's, that's how it goes. So I think it's the advice that I would have would be think out of the box and use the times that we're in and find something that you can work from home, work from your phone and still, still make some streams of income to support you on this marathon of an adventure. <laughs>
0: It's definitely so important to be able to find something that will allow you to do what you really want while still providing income and keeping you going until you get there. Right. And just like staying the course and
1: training, I I I always preach training so much. I think that it's so important. I mean, there's so many facets of the business, especially when you're an actor, you know, you are marketing yourself, you know, you are your own business and then so you're constantly trying to network and, and get your name out there. So people will hire you and you spend so much time doing that, but then you also have to be able to back it up with, with your work once you get the job. And so continuous training is, is something that I think that's really, really important. And I've spent about 30 hours every week on, on training and, and love it. It's, it's, that inspires me too. My training and my coaches inspire me as well.
0: Oh yeah. Always very important to keep honing your craft no matter how far you've come. Cause I think You can never stop learning, no matter how many movies you've made or how many things you've worked on, how much you've done, whatever it is that you're doing. But I feel like there's always something new. There's always things changing. And especially in the creative industry, if you're behind the scenes, there's new cameras, new technology coming out every week, new innovations when it comes to filmmaking, et cetera. So just staying on top of that, keeping things going.
1: Absolutely. You know, and it's just, it's just like staying in shape and working out physically, you know, your craft is the same way. I mean, if you stop, if you stop training in the gym and stop lifting weights, your muscle goes away It starts, it starts to deteriorate. And so same with your craft, you know, if you're not conditioning it.
0: Also, I think having, having hobbies and passions and things that you enjoy outside of it as well. I know when I first started out, I was constantly, either on set or looking for the next gig and I was kind of burned out and stressed out at a certain point because it felt like this is taking up all of my time and I love it and I want to keep pursuing it but I feel like it's taking over my whole life and I don't have anything outside of it I mean, I think that's great that you have, you have other things that you're doing that you're also passionate about. You have a good support system and lots of connections. And I think that is super important just to have a life outside of it too, even if you have this passion for storytelling and making movies. Yes, a hundred percent. That is, it is key. So last question, what are you working on now and what are you working on next and where can we follow you? Ooh, so you can follow me on Instagram.
1: It is at Kate G4TN. So it's G is in Go, the number four, and TN is in Tennessee. So that's my Instagram handle. And then I'm on Facebook, just Kate Robertson Pryor. And my website link is in my bio on my Instagram. And I constantly keep that updated with things that that I'm doing and when screenings are happening or where I'm traveling and what I'm working on next and just completed my fifth film for the festival circuit. And again, that one's called under the willow tree. So we still have a few touches that we're, we're finishing some composition for that right now. So that's been a a big focus. And then I'm just training and auditioning like crazy. And I'm hoping to to produce a film this year. I'm still talking with the the writer about it. So we'll see. can't say a whole lot about that. but really, really hoping to hit a network television co-star guest star role this year. So, that's a goal. I'm saying it out loud, y'all, hearing it, hearing it here, <laughs> keeping me accountable. <laughs> so hopefully going to make that happen and would love to continue to meet with and develop relationships with people like you who I've met through different experiences across the country these past couple of years and just see what else. I can get into and what else I can make and with, with different creators and collaborators. So I'm always ready.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to Shots with Catherine, conversations with creatives. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can leave us a review on Apple podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Shots with Catherine. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help us grow, head to our red circle podcast page and donate to the show and get a shout-out in a future episode. Be sure to tune in next week when I'll be joined by musician and music teacher Trey Hughes. Thank you so much again for listening, and catch you next week.